Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Balls. This is AFL Finals Week 1 all wrapped up. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Josh, you got a highlight of the week past? Actually, I, I do, and it's uh, one I'm really quite excited about. Um, a couple of years back, um, F1 driver by the name of Robert uh, Kubica got in a massive accident in, when he was rallying in his off time because, you know, being an F1 driver isn't dangerous enough. You need to add rallying through fucking forests to it. Um, massive accident. Lost uh, a lot of use of his left, left hand. Um, they thought... He may, may not even live, or let alone drive again. Um, just this last week, uh, he's asked for... He was a Renault-contracted driver, uh, driving for Renault in the um, Formula 1 and also in Rally, and he asked for a release of the contract because he's going to go for the Williams Formula 1 seat. Uh, so to come back from where he was, which was, you know, may not survive, to permanent nerve damage, may not be able to even operate a, a bus, to potentially getting back into Formula 1... Uh, it's, it's amazing, and he was a, a talent that everyone thought could be a world champion, and it's still a long way off. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes, but uh, it's just an amazing story, and that's a massive highlight for me, someone coming back from so far back. He sounds like he was faking to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, he's Polish, so they could use some good news. I mean, <laughs> he's getting shit on everywhere over the internet. Um, uh, Brenton, you got to uh, we'll start with a beer. Start with a beer. So we're going to New South Wales for the beer of the week this week. Uh, Modus Operandi, who are uh, obviously New South Wales uh, brewer, they've brought out a limited release uh, sort of range of IPAs. So I'm going with their New England IPA. It's called Gadzooks. That's why I had to bring the can down. <laughs> so it it's, it's spelled G A D Z double O K S exclamation mark. Of course it is. So it's a very sort of light bodied uh, New England IPA. So nice, big, hazy, limited release. So if you can get your hands on one of them, it's probably, yeah, very actually enjoyable. Probably yeah. my second favorite New England IPA that's come out for the last. <laughs> I think that was one of Scrooge McDuck's catchphrases. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Man, I don't know. It's, it's got to be some of those old Hanna Barbera cartoons or something. Some of that. Yeah, yeah. But the funny thing was, in the, the bottle shop that I work at, the Motors of Randi website actually put us as stock in it before they actually sent it to us. Oh, nice. So we had people coming in all week asking about it, and so that's how I actually got onto these ones. Besides the term alcoholics, do they have a, a group, collective name for people that are beer enthusiasts? Uh, beer wankers. Yep. Beer wankers. Beer okay. wankers. Like, uh, Booze hound. Completely know like, that I'm an absolute wanker when it comes to beer, and I accept that. So, yeah, but this, this one's tasty as fuck, so... It's all right being a wanker if, uh, you know, you get some positives out of it. Do you have a moustache tax? Like, if people come in and start talking about IPAs and everything, but they've got that uh, Salvador Dali thing going on, do you add, like, 10%? Well, I mean, they're easy to fuck with, because you just feed them bullshit and they eat it up and tell their friends. 
So actually, we tried to get the term because obviously hops in beer is a big thing, you know, for the last few years. Like it's West, an ingredient, yes. West Coast American style of beers are huge hoppy beers. For some reason, we just started. I don't know, pretty much we're just fucking around behind the bar. We decided we start referring to it as Hopsy. Hopsy. So, we, so we tried to get everyone saying Hopsy. And so then you get like B-Ways coming, yeah, I want something that's kind of Hopsy. You're like, okay. you're a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what beer of the week. you listen to us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Idiot. That's what you get. Um, yeah, my highlight of the week, well, it's more of a low light. Going, going back to the UFC, pretty much our highlights roll around football, AFL, yeah. uh, UFC, F1. It's very hard for you to find another highlight after Richmond, but that's okay. It, it is, well, I feel like we've got plenty of time to talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm uh, going on the low light. Uh, been waiting for Demetrius Johnson to break the end of the singles record. Fucking hell. Ray Borg. Nah, pulling out this fire because I'm sick. Yeah, well, giving me his due, the doctors pulled him out. Oh, that's true. Fair enough, but that's still, um, I know I got up. What was it? Saturday morning. Yeah. Um, after it, it, he'd been pulled, and I messaged you guys and said he's been fucking robbed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and after all the shit that's gone on, that Demetrius just he goes, I just want to fight my division, get the record. You know, GSP's been doing videos and saying, you know, congrats. You know, yeah, like, he's already going to win because everyone knows he's going to win. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then he was paying a dollar four, I think. Yeah, oh, it doesn't Something matter. Like that, yeah. Um, and then to not have to fight. Well, especially since Dana was pissed off about him wanting to fight Ray Borg because Demetrius complains about not ever so getting respect for the incredible martial arts yeah. artist that he is, but for some reason doesn't sell pay-per-views, and so they wanted to team up against TJ Dillashaw, who was coming down from um, what division Bantamweight. Up? Yeah. yeah, Bantamweight. Mm. And he, he turned it down saying he wasn't sure if TJ can make weight, so, you know, and that would have been a huge fight. It would have been yeah. a much bigger selling fight than Ray Borg. So Dana's like, all right, well, you can have Ray Borg then, whoever the fuck <laughs> that guy is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and so he pulls out, and so left with the headline, which is Juliana uh, Pena, Versus, no, not Pena. No, uh, no, Shevchenko versus Nunes. Yeah, Mena Nunes versus uh, Valentina Shevchenko. And Nunes pulled out of her last fight yeah. uh, with Shevchenko. And so Dana said that she would never headline a pay-per-view again. And, he's, a- and, and he's also said that uh, Demetrius Johnson can't sell pay-per-views. So he had him headlining, giving him a second chance. Yeah. Nah, that fight gets fucked. Yeah. Then Valentina and uh, Amanda Nunes he- end up headlining. Shit fight. Yeah. Like, about what you expect. But there was maybe one punch land in anger for that yeah. entire fight. Yeah, really crap. So that's my lowlights of the week. Unlucky for Amanda Nunes because all her other fights have been great, yeah. especially leading up to this one. But there were two fights on the card that were absolute crackers. The only ones yeah. worth watching. That was Jeremy Stevens versus Gilbert Melendez. Yeah. And Jeremy Stevens just chopped him down, like yeah. fucked up his leg. Mind you, Melendez, he puts on good fights. Yeah, he Which does. is why you get uh, Nunes, great fighter, uh, Shevchenko. When she does her counter-punching style, it's not attractive to watch. Like watching yeah. uh, Leota Machida, or even GSP. Yeah. I'm, I'm not looking forward to GSP versus Bisping. Well, I think Biscuit will force it into a stand-up fight, so I think that will be a bit better than this one, but it's not going to be better than, you know, Biscuit versus Rockhold or something like that, which would no. be a legitimate middleweight fight. I think Rockhold fights this weekend, actually, doesn't he? Yeah, he's back. got he's some, a long other, time off. some no-name dude. Yeah, yeah, well, he turned down Shakare a couple of times, so yeah. <laughs> I think he's like, this guy's the only one that was still up to the plate. It's like, well, that's not entirely true. <laughs> when's uh, when's Bobby Knuckles uh, fighting again? Hey, he's injured now, so he'll be fighting until next year. That's yeah. right. So they're going to let Bisping and GSP do interim middleweight. Uh, no, for the legitimate no, middleweight. Legit, yeah. And while he's at the interim, then they'll, um, you know, uh, unify it. Speaking of which, um, Tony Ferguson's next fight got announced as well, who he's fighting just Kevin as, Lee? Could be, I can't remember. But what yeah. was funny was Tony Ferguson is the interim um, champion. Yeah. Ranked number three. Yep. And, and also... <laughs> what? The champion gets signed to fight, not the interim champion. Yeah. <laughs> he's fighting Khabib in, in Russia. So Connor's the champion of that, of that division. Uh, uh, is, that's not official yet, though, is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, 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 no. I haven't seen UFC announce it. I've no, seen Khabib exactly. announce it. Yeah, I, I think we've seen if Khabib try and push it, but yeah. it hasn't been announced. Yeah. yeah. 
So that's kind of fucked up if, uh, yeah, you've got an interim champ yeah. and the champ and neither of them, they don't fight each other. Yeah. Well, what do the belts mean anyway? Yeah. The, the UFC's all. clearly told us they mean nothing. Fuck and all. they're trying to add more. Like, who cares? Yeah. Intercontinental Championship? Yeah, why not? It's got more. more tag team. I want to see a tag team champ. Well, go, go to Japan. Yeah, I'm guaranteed it's there somewhere. Oh, Russia, yeah. Russia, yeah. Well, they had a four-man uh, gang battle or whatever in Russia. Yeah. Yeah. They do them in England too, actually. It's called Friday Night. <laughs> <laughs> At the pub. Yeah. All right, well, we'll go to Thursday night. Last Thursday night, we had uh, the Crows all over the Giants. Um, Six-goal margin in the end, but really, this game was done by halftime. Yeah. I mean, they made Gidros look like an amateur squad. They did. It was incredible how clean, cleanish Adelaide were in possession and how sort of just completely rubbish Giros were when they had the first use of the ball. They couldn't yeah. pick it up one go. I mean, it was raining at some point in the night, so... But, I mean, if Adelaide could do it, then there's no reason why GWS couldn't do it, especially with the school they had on the park. Well, numbers at the pack. So yeah. like, Every time uh, GWS went forward, um, it looked like there were two to one um, yep. with, with the Crows. So they might have been you know, playing a man behind or, or whatever, but when it came time to run forward, god damn, they ran. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they dismantled GWS's midfield. Like, yeah. I mean, Shields maybe played a quarter and a half. The rest of it, he just was just nowhere. Yeah. Um, I think Callum Ward did uh, enough. I think he was one of the standouts. Um, but apart from that, there weren't many consistent sort of ball winners in the the GWS squad, and they no. just made it to look like they were the reserves team. I think it was only Kelly and Caniglia who could hold their head up. Yeah, and I mean, Kelly going for a new home, so he's put <laughs> his uh, his resume forward to Adelaide. I'm guessing to everywhere could, by the could, sounds of it. Could be a straight swap. Tell what, everywhere will pay for him. Yeah, they will now, since so the uh, all the big money uh, players are off the table. Yeah, that is one thing. Just aside from this, I. I I hate it that there's so much trade talk while the finals are on. Mm. It's like, like, dude, we know, like, do your deal listings. You're not going to sign anybody. It's a waste of fucking time. Just, yeah. I, and I know, you know, the paper's got to fill column inches or yep. whatnot. Go with the finals. There's yeah. a story everywhere you look. You know, yeah, yeah. There's been plenty of, of things that were could have been talking points that went unnoticed through in these finals. Yeah, yeah exactly. Round of finals, and they concentrate on, yeah, that was sort of rubbish. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I thought that GWS they really didn't sort of adjust at all to the pressure that was or the the failing game plan that they were implementing. Like why they kept Toby Green up forward when they couldn't even get the ball forward was mm. astonishing to me. I thought you could have played him on a wing and made him a ball winner instead of being having him on the end of the ball, which was never coming. Maybe they wanted to have him next week. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, putting I mean, in the midfield, he might fly kick some fucker. Yeah, but that's the risk you take when you get a Toby Green, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, they've lost Mumford now. He's gone. They've lost Cameron. He's yeah. gone. And Smith. Someone else, yes. Yeah, Devin, Devin Smith. Yep. So there's a fair old chunk out of GWS. But well, it, it guts them. Like, Mumford is what their game revolves around. Uh, a yeah. lot of the time it has. Although, he did look very slow. Um, yeah. He's always looked pretty one. slow. Yeah, but, but even mind you, more so. He, as a bigger tank he is, uh, Jacobs, he's not shading Jacobs by much. No, no. Not yep. at all. Yep. Um, I think this is the last year that they'd have a dominance out of Mumford. I yeah. From, from next year on, he's going to be serviceable. Um, I think he's back at Ruckman next year. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. And, and Lobb needs to... He did fuck all. Did he take some nice grabs? I'm trying to, Not, trying to remember. Four marks to his name. So. Yeah. There's, there's some all right ones, but I don't think he converted all that well. No. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Like, this wasn't a big man's game with sort of no, very no, slick conditions. Yeah. Um, it was definitely a big man's game. And, I mean, no Sloan, so you would have thought that the Crows, uh, GWS would have had a better crack in the middle, but they just didn't. They just, didn't just weren't there. I wonder if that disrupted their game plan. Like, not having Sloan meant that, like, all right, what the fuck do we do now? Do we tag which Crouch or do we what? Do we not tag anyone? I, I wouldn't have thought so, because, I mean, it just means, all right, we don't tag. 
Um, yeah. And they're not a great tagging side anyway because yeah, that's true. Th- their midfielders are just guns. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, things like Scully, we all know, is a running machine. He just it looked like every time he tried to run, there was somebody standing in front of him. Yeah. Um, and he just couldn't get the, the run at it that he needed. But I, that's finals football. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and, and none of these guys was their first time round at finals either. Mm. Um, so th- there should be no stage fright or anything like that. Um, but, uh, you know, they didn't get up there. And uh, Croce always managed to find free space. Yeah. Um, they, they were controlled all night as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like I said, the, the, the gas came off in the second half, um, but this game was done and dusted at halftime. Yep. Yeah, because Adelaide aren't playing to win a final, they're playing to win a flag. Yeah, precisely. Or losing preliminary finals is, is their uh, tradition. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, it's a tradition that's been going around for a few teams, so... I don't know who uh, who can claim the better tradition tradition there of choking in prelims. Yeah, yeah. I think Crows have got it sorted though. Who else? Yeah, Geelong. They, they've won a few finals yeah, here and there. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to go back and think about who's been the consistent. I mean, no one's going to name is uh, Western Bulldogs, but that was from like the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> All right, on to Friday night. Um, Speaking of choking finals. <laughs> Uh, 51 points by the Tigers. Um, now, you could say that <coughs> they uh, put on some junk time goals, kicking, you know, eight in the last quarter or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but really, they were dominant from the get-go, just didn't have it on the scoreboard. All night, uh, Geelong had no time. They couldn't put their head up yeah. and look for an option. Mm. They were getting shut down before they could have an option, which was brilliant pressure by Richmond. And that again, that's final footy. It was uh, the... Geelong backline really stood up well because they had to because they yeah. were under pressure all night. Yep, and that's what was concerning about the game was that well, I mean, rely on a very sort of dominant forward half pressure game, and that's what our, our key is. And we generally can't keep that up for four quarters. Like generally this year, it's been two, maybe three quarters that we do it. So if we don't yep. put our our neck and whole body ahead by a three quarter time, we get run down. And, I mean, for me, I think the, the biggest thing to take out of this was we haven't really put our foot on the throat of our opposition um, this, this year at all. Except for the free yeah. game. And, yeah, exactly. And this is the second time we've done it. And I think that just shows that we've built up our consistency to be able to win away from home. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like, uh, yeah, it was against Frio. We lost, we won away from home. <laughs> I'm sorry, this, this is, you can't, this is a win away from home as well? <laughs> of course it is. It was, it was, we, we were playing away. <laughs> <laughs> Fair Just enough. Fucking rub it in. <laughs> so yeah, I, I feel like yeah, it's a really uh, feather in the tiger's cap that they've been such a dominant force away from home this year. Um, yeah, but let's be honest, Sean got fucked on that deal. <laughs> that was Speak, ridiculous. But it's, it's the right deal though. Yeah, yeah. But in a game that's so close, uh, it would have made the crowd would have made a difference playing at the Skill Stadium when it was such a hard fought contest and just oh, Tigers' ability to play MCG. Not just the crowd, just the fact that there's no pockets there as well. Yeah, it's a narrow ground. Yep. Um, but. Does I, I I don't like that excuse, you know. Oh, you know, we had to play at the MCG instead. Yeah, the grand final is the MCG for starters. Yeah, and plus, what happened to the the good old you know anywhere anytime? Yeah, and I mean they've so, played some home games. Eddie had too. Uh, I yeah. feel like they are the vagabonds of the AFL at the moment. Yeah, they yeah, just wander bit. around and pull up stumps wherever they feel like home is. Yeah, they got three home grounds. Yes. So yeah, I felt like this was obviously the scoreline doesn't really justify how close the match was. And like uh, Scott said in his post match inter- interview or press conference, it was that there's no percentage doesn't matter. So they just tried to mix things up in the last quarter, and that just made things worse. Try and and you, could, you could see it happening. Um, but obviously, Dusty in that. Last, end of the third start of the of the fourth was just ridiculous it was ridiculous well we were watching it too um, there was I feel like in the first half um, every handball was like 20 centimetres out of reach yeah of the Tigers and that was holding them back yeah. and then in the third quarter 
um, and the fourth. There was that one, God, who, who was he, he following? Uh, Stewart, um, where Stewart actually beat Dusty to the ball and then the ball's bounced sideways, backwards yeah. into his hands. I've gone, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. W- what do you do? When the ball's bouncing like that for you, you're yeah. set. So th- they're lucky. Your yeah. Then he runs to Stewart to give him a fuck off and then <laughs> exactly. he keeps on going. <laughs> no wonder he set the record for broken tackles. He goes to find yeah. the tackle first. He's like the Dennis Robin with rebounds. Yeah. It's like the Nelson Muntz from when uh, Homer Simpson has yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, the Just kid and runs into yeah. him. Yeah. Um, Dusty. How good was he? Like if you could, if you could get Brownlow votes in the final, he'd, he'd top, well, top it up. There's the Gary Ayres medal. Now, which no is, one gives uh, a shit about oh, best player in the finals. I think this is only the second year of it or the third year of it. Yeah, it should be renamed the Jared Waite Medal. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, as good as Dusty was, I thought Trent Cotchin was really what got him going. Yeah, so did I. And I the think best game I've ever seen. For yeah, me. and I think Floston was another one who yeah, really stood up, uh, especially in the back line there. Rance and, and Grimes always had the hands full with sort of a, a changing. Uh, Geelong forward line yep. but I feel like Floston was the one that was always stable and setting up attacking kicks mm. out of our back line kicked the goal too yeah. didn't he yeah Cochin yep. only got one junk time goal oh yeah, yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ unlucky it wasn't uh, during the season yeah. it'd be a contender for goal of the year that it was pretty have to it was, it was pretty damn good it was unbelievably good but he was putting his body on the line all night yeah, um, and, which is unusual for uh, for him in recent times. Yeah, I mean, usually he'll have one or two efforts a game. Yeah, but yeah, like that, you know. Um, but like I said, best game I've ever seen him play. Yeah, from opening bounce too, they set the momentum in their favour and the yeah. way they're going to play that attacking hard football, never giving them a chance to set up their run. And if you give it a long time to think, they're they're very good at thinking their way through a game. Yeah. So you just have to can't mm. you can't really do that. So I was amazed the Tigers managed to do that for four quarters, which is I think the first time we've done it this season. And yeah, hitting our straps going into the finals, tough to keep a lid on it. Well, it was just uh, the sheer desperation, the hunger that uh, we haven't seen from Richmond, well, since probably the 80s. Yeah. Um, fantastic to watch. Yeah. And one thing is that also Rioli, he gets a lot of flack for not doing enough, but what he does in sort of creating that forward line pressure mm. that don't get stats was actually instrumental to us having that successful game plan. And so I feel like he's been unfairly done by with his criticisms because it's what he's doing when he doesn't have the ball that's almost more important. On, on the other said, end of the scale, you got Motlop. Oh, he was our third best player. Yeah, exactly. I, say, I had him in Richmond's best. <laughs> yep. It was hilarious because we were watching it obviously with the old man who's a Tiger supporter as well. And they're like, damn it, Richmond got the ball. Like, Don't worry about it, it's Motlop. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon um, he had three possessions on the night that weren't turnovers. Yeah, it would probably go close, yeah. It, and that was about it. It was the shocking game. And he was trying real hard, too. That's the thing. Is no, that he was, was getting, terrible. He was getting key possessions and then just turning it over. I, I can't think of a worse performance in finals. Like It was one of those ones mm. where he became the absolute liability. You know what? We're better off just not kicking it to him. Yeah, they tried to put the red uh, Guernsey on him. <laughs> yeah. Sub him out. Sub him, if only you could. I, reckon I, they, I think they'll give it a go. Nick one off the pie seller and just thought, we'll try this. See if this works for him. <laughs> Put the amber on him. Um, you know how some uh, fans have that belief that they can somehow psychically influence the game like by their rituals? Yes. You know where yes. I'm going with this one. Um, you know, so when they're shooting for goal, we hear them go, miss, 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 miss. And I think, oh, I, I put him off. Yes. Um, a new ritual was started on this game and I'm kind of concerned it might uh, catch on. Talking about uh, the old man deciding to get into the 1980s football uh, Guernsey, the Richmond Finals Guernsey. It was not a pretty fucking sight. No, no. No, no, no. number four as well, I think. So yeah. he's trying to emulate the Dusty. But uh, yeah, I have it on good, good authority that he thinks that uh, had an effect on the game. And he's planning on doing it for the whole final series. Right. So um, we might uh, pop that up on the website just so everyone can, I guess, uh, commiserate. 
or um, maybe they've got their own Guernseys they'll try and wear on the weekend to get their results up too. Okay, was not where I thought you were going. I thought you were going with uh, the Tigers, um, let's call him uh, supporter, the uh, football <laughs> I, first. Oh, oh my God. you saw that, yeah. the, the lad that uh, led that. Um, he's overseas somewhere now and Tigers got up obviously and somebody went to him for a comment and he said, yeah, I, I think that we we contributed. Yeah, <laughs> to this, this is because uh, of the football first yeah yep. you know we helped Richmond move into this direction I'm like the only way you contributed mate was by fucking off yep that's exactly right it's like Pauline Hanson claiming she's contributed to immigration policies <laughs> positively yeah <laughs> how about the bloke who put his shoulder out yeah, yeah, yeah celebrating yeah. there's been a lot about uh, Richmond fans the week just about as many stories about the Richmond fans as it's been about the Richmond players pretty Probably much more I'd say but um, fair play the the uh, the hype train is in full express mode, and uh, it's either going to go well. You'd have to say they're going to be. Uh, they've got the easy run to the grand final. They've got the easier side of the draw. We do, we do. Um, so it's either going to be a, a straight uh, train to the premiership or a massive derailment at some I think, stage. I think going to Bradbury the fuck out of it. You look at the injuries that are coming to all the other teams, <laughs> and we're fighting yeah. fit. Not to the two that count, though. I yeah, think that's, that's true. Right. That's true. Um, but what else? What else I love about this weekend and Thursday and Friday night, um, as is tradition, you just the team that loses the qualifying finals, what, yeah. put a line through them. They're useless. They're hopeless. Everyone yeah. writes them off. Um, and nine times out of ten, they come back the next week and give somebody a hide. Um, yeah. But it's happened this week as well. And injuries have, have helped. Um, GWS a couple. And I think there was a couple to uh, the Cats and the Aves this yeah. game as well. The good thing uh, with the Guthrie's, Tigers is that they're through to the finals for VFL as well. So you keep your B team in yep. good Good spirits in, in top nick. And also, Jacob Townsend winning their best and fairest as well. JJ Liston Trophy, the first Richmond player to win it. Really? There um, you go. Well, because obviously Richmond didn't have a side um, for for most of the uh, VFL. Yeah. Um, since it's come back as the VFL. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you won it won it fairly comfortably too, by the looks. Yeah, and another two goals in the weekend in the ace. So what's that? Six and five. I, so like. I got like a f- thirteen in three weeks or something. I've got a feeling he's had twenty five kicks for thirteen goals. Something, yeah, something, something like stupid that. like that. Yeah, after coming across from GWS and not being able to fit in the midfield, he's found himself a little home in forward line. So it took some good marks at key moments yeah. as well, yeah. like contested marks, which was a, a big difference in this game. Was contested marks in important areas and giving scoring shots, which made a huge difference. How do you reckon? Um, how do you reckon Geelong will bounce back? Up oh, Menzel. Why didn't they play Menzel? Yeah, good question. Don't know. Don't even answer that. But yeah. I was pretty stoked when I heard he was sitting out and Absolutely. Zach Guthrie's coming in. Yeah. I know Guthrie like Zach Guthrie's not a terrible player, I guess, but Menzel's had a damn good season. And I was thinking, how do they come back from this? Bring Menzel in. That's yep. the fucking well, yeah. straight well, they're up. They're gonna have to because uh, Cam Guthrie um looks like he he's done. I think he's done, mm-hmm. yeah. Um and there was uh, another injury as well which uh, escapes me right now. Um but uh, they're probably gonna bring in um Menzel and, you know, someone like Wiley Buzzer. Yeah. Um for, for their match uh, next week um, you know the big big game against the Swans obviously yep and the Swans don't have any injuries do they they were quite no, a clean bill well, of health we'll, we'll go on to the Swans then um, they put what was it 70 points 60 odd points again on uh, a lot of points never <laughs> never looked like it. It, it could have been a thousand yeah, in, yeah they just they had it in hand they knew what was going on the funny thing was in the first uh, I think it was the first minute and uh, Danaher that nice Danaher mark mark yeah Looked fantastic. Um, he and Ben Brown have that similar style where they can grab the ball fully extended. Yep. And it's impossible to spoil. Um, and I thought, oh, they might... Uh, They're fucking on here. Might be a bit of a surprise coming. Nah. nah. 
No, no. Sydney just said, all right, lads. Ten goals in the second quarter. Um, no and fucking about. Here we go. Very much like Adelaide GWS. It wasn't that Essendon were playing badly, and they weren't playing great, but yeah. um, Sydney were just all over them. Every time they Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ball went forward. They had three blokes uh, at the fall of the ball. Um... Buddy was just too much of a handful for uh, the young um, back line that he was on. I think they, they switched Hurley onto him far too late. Yeah. And he kicked three goals in, in a couple of minutes and just went, oh, no, nah, game's gone. The problem is their midfield's that good. Like, if yeah. you had um, Heaney, Parker, Hanabry, or Kennedy in any team, that's who you tag. Yeah. And Parker was dominating Heppel. Yeah. Um, every time he went near the ball, he, he didn't have uh, a chance. Um, I mean, the Swans just kicking accurately as well makes a huge difference because the pressure comes on early and it just compounds after that. So when you're on, you know, yeah. it's it's it creates that you know unseen pressure. So you know you're getting behind. It's going to be a final, and you have got to do everything it takes. And that's when you start going open mm. game plan. Oh, they and, don't do whatever it takes anymore. Yeah, well, actually, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. That was that was a problem. Bit of trouble. Right? Yeah, but apparently. when you're ten goals up in the second quarter, if you're the um, the Swans in that situation, you're like, all right, lads, we got this in the bag. Yeah. We just we just need to keep this around about, and uh, that's what they did. They they let them know that uh, they weren't going to be able to get back in the game. I don't think they kicked consecutive goals in the whole match, to be honest. Uh, yeah. and, and towards the end, like you say, uh, Swans without any injury worries. Well, Buddy had a little knock, um, but and it was funny they you know put him on the exercise bike at quarter time and all that kind of stuff. And in the last quarter, they went, mate, on the bench. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need to do nothing. And they're like, oh, will he will he play? You know, next week. I'm like, it's Buddy. He's yeah. playing. Don't worry. Yeah. No. I've never known somebody to be more injury resistant than, than Buddy. I can't really think of the last time he had a stint on the sidelines for an injury, like a serious well, injury. I remember the finals in 2011. Like He did his knee. Mm. And you're like, oh, shit. He, I thought, not only is he done for the finals, he's done for next year. Come out two weeks later and nearly kick the winner against Collingwood in the prelim. Mm-hmm. Like, he just The lad just doesn't get injured. He's amazing. Um, so, just, yeah, he'll play this week. Don't worry about that. Oh, never any doubt. Um, precautionary thing. If you're John Longmire, you're doing the same thing. Like you've got the game well in hand. You've got to he's sitting on the fucking bench. Yeah. <laughs> fucking earth he is. I think Longmire was putting on a Guernsey at one stage. He's like, fuck it, I'll run out there. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll save some some time. Yes, yeah, save some players. You know, Hannes, off you Break come, mate. I got this one. <laughs> I'll go out there. He's probably one of the. Uh, actually, no. Plenty of the coaches are in uh, fight and fit form, but. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to... Who'd be the most recently... Yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh, I'll back Solly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he could have improved the list. So, Essendon has still got to consider this a win for uh, their season. They made finals. They made finals, and from uh, coming you know, from last year's shenanigans... Um, well, yeah, well, it's a bit bittersweet, though, when they make finals on behalf of uh, Collingwood winning. Yeah, I but don't I think mean, they care. Yeah, <laughs> no. 
And I mean, you out in the first one by pumping, so you can't be too upset. I think you couldn't. Sure, they couldn't have thought that they were going to progress too far in the finals. Well, no. they thought they might disrupt. You know, yeah. um, turns out they didn't. You know, uh, so is Job done? He's definitely done. Job's retired. Yep. Uh, Kelly retired off this one, and Brent Stanton. Um, Stanton. Oh fuck. Yes, exactly. Yeah. He was a workhorse. <laughs> he was all right. He was a whipping boy for half his career, and then he came came good. He was, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they'll, they'll go after the sunset. Well, who takes that spot then? What spot? Whipping boy. Well, no Stanton, no Joe. Oh, I'm sure they'll find somebody. Yeah, uh, they got Lewenberger. They got a few contenders no. there. Let's be honest. Yeah, this that, Mc, McKernan. That'll be him. I oh, I reckon he might go. I, I don't think no, they've done their list yet. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he was on the rookie list, I think, or category B, or whatever they bloody call it. Um, <laughs> top up, top, yeah, basically another top up of, of their top ups. Um, but uh, anyway, the the dons are done um, for the year. See, a lot of people are talking up that as um, the start of a, a new era that uh, Essendon are going to really launch now. I don't honestly see it. I think they've got some good players there. I think they've got some good players, but uh, I think there's a, probably around seven or eight teams that are in the same sort of, you know, trying to force a premiership window open in the next couple of years. Well, you never know. I mean, they've got um, some space now and they've mm, uh, been thrown around yeah. as uh, um, candidates for getting some new players in. Um, you never know. Um, they've uh, you know, got some... Like Zach Merritt's still young and Tip and Woody's still growing into AFL football. Um, Danaher's only going to get better. He, he had a breakout year. Yeah, they paid yeah. off their lawsuits. Their consistency. I yeah. think they've tied a knot they're, they're in, in all of that for now. Um, so, yeah, you never know. I think um, it, they'd expect to improve next year. I don't know if they will or not, but you know, once you have a look at their list, maybe they will. Yeah, and yeah. they're still pretty f- like close fight for that, you know, 7 to 14 spots. So yeah. who knows? Yeah, I think got, de- depending on the draw, I don't think they'll make finals next year. But we'll it's go through that in the early call. Yeah, early call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so anyway, I, I love finals footy because, you know, it, it is cutthroat and it's what uh, you wait for all year and it's Intense exciting. And, um, and we're, people were saying it was a bit of a letdown after the first three games because, you know, six goals was the closest margin and that was flattering yeah. um, to, to GWS. Um, so excited for a game on Saturday night and what a game it was it was scrappy let's not yeah. pretend it but was highly skilled most most finals games are pretty they, scrappy they, they tend to, to come down a little bit in the scoring stakes and you know the high pressure and tackling wins finals and all that kind of stuff yeah. but fuck me <laughs> after the siren in extra time yeah. obviously never happened before who knows if it'll ever happen again but fucking hell and, and that free kick well, well, we may as well start there. Yeah. Well, that's where that'll be what this uh, match is remembered for. Not, uh, not the dozens of other scoring shots and potential <coughs> scoring. Everything shots. else that happened. Yeah. It'll the, come the down touch to goal. <laughs> <laughs> the touch goal. Goals. <laughs> Goals. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest. I thought it was a free kick. And even if you say, "Well, he shrugged his play on," when they fell to the ground, he gave him a forearm, forearm across the face anyway. <laughs> yeah. So if the first one's not, the second one is. Yeah, I thought it was a free kick. I mean, it's hard to know. The shrug, I mean, when you put it in slow motion, it's different to how it looks yep. in fast motion. So I feel like the shrug was kind of there, but it's a little bit instinctual when you grab someone around the shoulders. Also, you could actually pull the arm up by grabbing yep. around the shoulders. So I think that the slow motion doesn't really do a justification. I think you have to protect that person's head. When he wasn't ducking, he wasn't dropping his knees, I feel like that's the right call in, in the true spirit of that rule. And how many of those have we seen call high tackle throughout the year? Yeah. Like, 15 a weekend yeah. yeah 
Uh, one thing that I saw in the first quarter, which didn't get spoken about at all, I can't remember the player's name, but someone got tackled to the ground, and a Jong player picked up the ball, went to run off, and the person ra- raised their uh, not Jong uh, Port Port no no West Coast all went right. to run off, and uh, uh, Port Power player lifted his boot up and like kicked him in the stomach when he was running really? past, yeah, and no one said anything. It was no free kick. It was just yeah. where you go. I was like, hang on a second, that's that's like incredibly dangerous you can't do that shit and yeah never heard anything about it so I was surprised that that never got uh, talked about post-match it was a, a clear sheet for the MRP all weekend yeah there yep. was a trip in one of the games too but I can't remember who it was um, but uh, obviously he didn't get cited so it doesn't matter yeah so I thought the, t- the free kick was definitely there um I loved how Shui had a little giggle to himself when he's going to take the it kick. It did seem like he was like, I can't believe that fucking worked. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I saw it more as a, oh, fuck, eh? Like, oh, uh, shit, here uh, we go. Uh, yeah, after the siren, I'm going to kick this, eh? <laughs> yep. Everyone's on, on me, and he kicked it, and he went straight, and goes, yep. Yeah, I like it's a win or lose scenario. There's no point in a yep. t- t- draw. Uh, you have to it's, yeah, this is it, Jeff. sink or swim. Yep. Um, yeah. And beautiful kick, too. Yeah. Like, flush straight down the middle. As soon as it's off the boot, you knew exactly where it was going. Yeah. Perfect. And I've always said, you know, unless Hawthorne's playing, if somebody's having a shot after the siren to win the game, I always want them to kick it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's the story. Yeah. And you just felt like they're almost going to lose it there in the last one. Port started getting their nose ahead. I felt like, you know, besides the first quarter, um, Port dominated the game. Yeah. Um, and when it came to the first quarter, uh, obviously West Coast got out to a nice early lead. Yeah. It was on the back of just contested marks. Yeah, and it was just them implementing their game plan and, and sort of yeah, imposing their will on Port, yeah. who came out looking a bit sluggish and not intimidated, but just not, not in, in time with the game, if that yep. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were a little bit off, uh, but they rectified that and pulled it back to being close again. And uh, just there were unsung heroes of West Coast team as well, like Drew Petrie taking big moment yeah. grabs, uh, presenting himself. 99% of the night, his, yep. his hands were perfect. Yeah. But they, also they've West- gotten value out of him, for sure. Oh, yeah. 100% they yeah. have. But also, Westhoff doing good things in the back line for Port was yep. also very handy for them, keeping them in that first quarter. Um, Charlie Dixon, the Three, best, six. the oh best, God. worst player on the ground. Yeah. Um, yep. Because he, he was, as far as I'm concerned, Port Adelaide's best player, yet he should have won the game for him. Yeah. Uh, three, six kicked. Well, this has happened for the last decade for Port Adelaide. They've had yep. top-notch full forwards who in finals sprayed everywhere. Schultz was another one. Yep. Um, yep. He was probably cost them a flag uh, back in, what year was it? 14. They, yeah, 2014. When they lost the prelim. Yep. That's the other thing I like about this game is it's such a heartbreaker that Port will now stop talking about the tw- tw- <laughs> 2014 prelim. <laughs> oh, we fucking robbed that. Oh, we should have got... Yeah, you didn't. Three years ago, you, you have had a pre- preliminary final loss hangover. Yeah. Now you've got something else to talk about because <laughs> this was far more heartbreaking. Just a fresh you know, wound. Put it between the big sticks and uh, make it hard of the opposition. Or I'll tell you what, Chad Wingard, you know what? When you're up by three points when there's 40 seconds left... Yep. Uh, and Boke, captain as well, played on from a free kick in the middle of the ground. Yeah. Why? Why would you do that? And then Chad Wingard twice kicks it to McGovern. It's just no composure. And you feel like they're your leaders and they should know what's going on. And Paul implemented that sort of little signaling from the bench about how long left in the game. So yeah, they should somebody know. run out. Uh, mate, just yeah. ice it. It's yeah. like a 14-year-old seeing a tit for the first time. It's like, fuck, there it is! Yeah. Let's go! Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, all they, they did one kick to hit a target and, and the game's over. And that's it. Yeah. And just the one kick. But that's why we love finals footy. It's that sheer bulk load of pressure that yeah. gets put on players. And let's be honest, some some AFL players may not be the brightest people. So when they're under pressure, they make even worse decisions than normal. <laughs> I'm going to say, geez, you, got, you need, need some proof for that. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, yep, there's plenty of proof. Yeah, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Actually, speaking of dumb players, I, I did hear that Hawthorne are already trying to offload Vickery. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> um, we've... Uh, I think we're looking deep into his contract to see what out courses there are. We played a preliminary final in the VFL this weekend and he's suspended. The only problem was there was a, uh, a clerical error. Uh, yeah, that's that right. He came out, he was meant to get two games and they said, no, no, actually it's only one. <laughs> Hawthorne went, shit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Hawthorne sent Jake King in there and went, actually. <laughs> I, I remember when he was picked up though because everyone's like, well, fuck, he's a spud now but what if he goes right? What if he... What if he comes good? Could he? Could he? Could Hawthorne do the fuck? They could do it and be monsters again. And then it was like, oh no, he's, no, no, he's it's victory. victory. <laughs> See, that's the thing. You've got to remember, like, uh, the Hawthorne recruiting uh, gets a lot of uh, credit, you know, it's, and especially in draft times, because the way they planned and orchestrated, you know, the, the Franklin, the, the Franklin Roughhead, plus, you know, getting the Trent Crowe for the number one pick, they got Hodge and Mitchell. Yep. These are the same recruiters that also got Zach Dawson, let's not forget. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There are misses. But they also got rid of him. Eventually. And got something for it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they got much for him. <laughs> they got enough. They got yeah, nothing, which was enough. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I did. I got to admit, I enjoyed this. <laughs> the West Coast winning it in Adelaide. If it was Loved in it. Perth, I would have been hoping he missed. Yeah. Even though I said I always want the guy afterwards, but just the sheer um, anguish from the Port fans, and then Koshy's come out and started eating his oh, ass. What a wanker! What a dickhead! What is he thinking? Okay, this is Jeff Kennett. Well. Jeff Kennett would never bag the players when he yeah. was president like that. Yeah. Eddie Maguire would back them in 100% as well. Yeah. They would never do that. And plus, Koshy's never pulled on the boots. Oh, fucking shut your mouth. No, yeah. But it's hard because he, he is in the media, so he has to do these kind of things. Yeah, man, he's the reason people hate Port Adelaide for dickhead comments <laughs> like that. Well, he certainly added to it. Um, I thought Hinkley after the match, his press conference was perfect. That's exactly what he yeah. should have been. Measured, he goes, it hurts, but we'll learn. We'll yeah. come back. Well, yeah, in fairness, I'm not going to go to Ken Hinckley for uh, share tips, and I'm probably not going to go to Koshy for tips on footy. Or for memorable quotes. There you are. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, and I've got to say, you know, with the controversy around the free kick, I didn't see much of it from Port fans. I mean, I'm sure that if you go yeah. looking for it on Twitter. Oh, no, but there's most, plenty. <laughs> I'm sure that... Just stay on Facebook. Yeah, most that I saw went, oh, we fucking lost that. Yeah, yeah. Right, and they were gutted. Yeah. But uh, anyway, there's always outrage, isn't there? Yeah, it's I, I did be. see a lot of Vic bias. Which didn't make much sense, <laughs> but uh, you know, well, <laughs> that's, that's just what you do, isn't it? Well, look, you've got plenty of t- plenty of time to think about it. But, look, uh, your own state hates you, so you can't really <laughs> claim big bias. And then there was uh, somebody that put out that uh, a few of the Port Adelaide players went out for a beer on Saturday night, and they went, "God, guys, you should be hurting." I'm like, no, nah, mate, yeah. go have a fucking drink after that. Uh, uh, you yeah. need a couple. And what sort of people are uh, of the opinion that when you're hurting, you don't get completely hammered? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Essentially, you've just been fired. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. You know, your job's finished. Like Alan Jones said, not the shit Alan Jones, the racing driver. He said, the two right. reasons to drink, one's to celebrate and one's to commiserate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, it was... Hydrate. Uh, well. They'll be talking about this game for years to come. Yeah. Um, yeah, which would be funny when they miss on the finals next year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Another everyone, one. Huh? It, it, it's it's interesting because West Coast can, can they still win next week now? Yeah, but it yeah. does. If Shuey does not get a kick, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, he can go home. He's he's never going to pay for a drink for the rest of his life. Yeah, and this lays the plans out for you know big rivalries. So these are mid-season sellouts. You know what I mean? Well, I think West Coast are undefeated at Adelaide Oval or oh, undefeated really? against Port wow. at Adelaide Oval, something like that. Their record there is um, unbelievably good. Yeah, um, but uh, anyway, it just adds another chapter to the story. How do they do it at the SCG? Are they playing Sydney next week? Or they got they uh, are in Sydney, but not at the SCG. All oh, right. Uh, so anyway, we will go on to the semi-finals then. We, at Spo. Uh, <coughs> start off with uh, the Cats are playing 
Sydney at the MCG on Friday night. I think this is going to be one of the rare times where the sixth place team is favourite over the second place team. Oh shit, yeah. Um, yeah. If if you're getting better odds than a dollar ten, take it because Sydney will they'll destroy them. Um, and they've handled um, Geelong on more than one occasion. Full strength Geelong too. Yeah, in um, uh, down at Cadinia usually, but uh, I think they yeah they knocked out uh, Geelong in the prelim last year at the MCG as well. Yeah, I think you're right. So uh, it could be uh, deja vu all over again. And just hoping that it's a really hard-fought battle. Lots of injuries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Geelong going to have to always be a little embarrassed in their performance, uh, especially getting dominated in that first quarter in the contested yeah. ball, contested marks. They're going to want to come out and prove a point with being hard at it. Especially Dangerfield and, and Selwood. Yeah, and Sydney, they don't, their midfield don't take a backward step. So I feel like, yeah, this is going to be a very just war the, of attrition. You just want the niggles. I want reports. I want everything. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at it, though, You'd think uh, Sydney's midfield and forward line, at the very least, is the equivalent of Richmond, if not superior. Yeah. and uh, I, I think we can say they're slightly they're just tidy. A, a bit ahead. And, and form getting behind them as well. Yeah. Um, so if Richmond were able to give Geelong that much trouble, I can't see how Sydney would give them any less. Um, and plus, with the injuries that uh, Geelong have managed to accumulate, it could be a smashing. Well, on paper, Geelong match up well against Sydney. Yeah. I mean, they've got tall backmen because... It was a fresh the, Menzel. A fresh Menzel. <laughs> it was the talls that killed uh, Essendon yeah. um, when, last week with uh, Sydney. Um, they've got tall backmen you know, coming out of their ass. And uh, Lonergan always plays well on Buddy, but he, he might move off him now and you know Henderson yeah. maybe. Um, Dangerfield and Selwood versus that Sydney midfield. You go, you know what? They've got the two best midfielders out there. But maybe. is Selwood the way he's supposed to? Is, is he good? Well, it was okay um, last week, but it is his second it, second week. It seems in. like he's carrying something. Well, he, he come back from an ankle injury. <laughs> it's called a team. Set, set him <laughs> <laughs> he, he might have exsanguination or something. The amount of bloody loses every damn match. He could be. Could be. <laughs> Makes Ric Flair look under <laughs> under weight. And this uh, is on the Saturday, isn't it? Friday night. Friday night. Yeah. So eighty percent chance of rain. So it's going to be a repeat of that same slipper conditions from the Tigers game. Uh, so yep. you'll think that they're going to sort of try and emulate that Tiger strategy of having a small people, a uh, small team, and just a, a key big man across each line to put the ball to ground. Yeah. And because Sydney will definitely have the advantage in that area. So I think this is going to be you're going to have to be sort of counter, a counter-attacking game from both Sydney and Geelong. I don't feel like this is going to be out and attack. I think it's going to be pretty messy and very controlled game as they're both known to play. I think Sydney's going to shut down the the disposal. I don't think they're going to have clean possession all day. I think you, you almost give Dangerfield 30 possessions um, and see if you can shut down everyone around him. Do they? Does Sydney go the anti-tag? Stay away from Motlop? Just make sure, he, <laughs> make sure he gets the ball? Just some positive reinforcement, I think. <laughs> I'd like to say, you could legitimately send his player over to Danger. You know, just yeah. Yeah, don't worry about that. He's not going to. So does that player then get credit for shutting down Danger as well as what Motlop does? Double, yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's a bit cheeky when you start passing to him, though. <laughs> um, it's when you cherry him off that they really get cheeky. <laughs> Swap Guernseys. No, mate, you can keep yours. Just have mine. Just have mine. Um, so, I mean, like we said, there's tradition to write off the team that lost the qualifying final. Um, but we're, I think we're all doing it. We're all picking Sydney. Oh, fuck yeah. 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 And by a lot. Um, and I also think that makes the prelim next week. Adelaide Sydney just makes it off. That's the grand final. Yeah. What a game over in Adelaide too. Yeah, it's more injuries and stuff. The, the only shame is uh, Sydney lost in the Neefel grand final and Tippett had a shocker, so he's not coming in. 
because it would have been great to have Adelaide Sydney in <laughs> Adelaide Oval with Tippett running out there. Uh, but anyway. It would have been funny because Adelaide supporters go, oh yeah, we don't like him, do we? Yeah. Got over that one. Um, and then Saturday night, we've got uh, GWS and West Coast. Um, with the GWS injuries, um, you got to say West Coast are a chance. West Definitely. Coast have a clean sheet. Yeah. Well, Nick Nat's still injured. Yeah, he's he's, I mean, he's available. You wouldn't bring him back this round, surely not. So you got to think about it. If Mum, Mumford's Mum, not there, yeah, Mumford's not there as well. I don't know if that makes it more or less likely to play him. I think more. Yeah, I think more because you can give him a rest easier yeah. without having him to be a candle for Mumford. Having um, said that, though, Petrie was eminently serviceable. You can't yeah. drop him. Yep, definitely. you can't drop Petrie. Yep. Um, and for a bloke who's got three hundred games behind him, um, he can obviously handle the pressure. I got a yeah. feeling um, he'll obviously play this week, Petrie. I got a feeling he goes ahead of Lee Matthews on the games record list, oh, right. um, this week, and I think that Sam Mitchell is three games behind Petrie, so um, yeah. gets uh, gets close. Bit of a race, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I think, that's, not, that's nothing to be sniffed at. Yeah. I think that puts him as uh, second at North Melbourne, uh, only by 115-odd games. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think these last couple of games count for North Melbourne, though. Uh, but anyway, um, GWS have got to play better than they did last week. I mean, uh, in the sense that it's impossible that they could play yeah, that, that yeah. disjointed. Yeah. Um, having said that, West Coast, they would have spent a lot of their petrol tickets um, yeah. in, in Adelaide. It's hard to get up again uh, yeah. after that kind of game. And West Coast just seemed to find that little bit of momentum at this time of season. Uh, you know, remember last year at the end of the season they put that little run together. Yeah. At some point they come good in the, the season. Bulldogs. Yeah. yeah. At some point they they put a little you know string of form together yeah. in in the season, and I feel like this could be it. It could be their chance to really get ahead and no pressure on them. You know, they've won away from home in in Port Adelaide or Adelaide, and, and you know it's the same sort of setup here, same yep. environment. So it's going to be very familiar to them. The same environment, but about a third the size of the yeah. crowd. So I feel like they've got the momentum behind them. Um, on paper, I don't think they should win, but I feel like all the other things are in their favour. So I'm actually backing West Coast to get ahead in this one in a very close game. I am too, just because without Cameron and Caniglia looks like he's injured too. Um, Smith, Mumford. Smith, Mumford. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, even Griffin's not there still, but Bunteen as well. But I, I just don't think they can have the depth to recover from that. And I think especially Mumford, they don't have a backup for him that works. Yeah, Lob isn't the same. Um, yeah. I think that West Coast rucks aren't that strong. Like if Nick mm. Nat does come back, it's still it's his first game in a year. Yeah, it's going to take him a while to get back to the pace of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think GWS are just going to pull one out. I, I do think that West Coast have um, climbed their mountain. Yep. Um, but you know, said the same thing about Bulldogs last year, and and they went on. Mm. Um, I just can't see got, uh, GWS playing that badly again. Their, yeah. Their midfield is too fast. West Coast is slow. I mean, yep. They've got Prittis and Mitchell in there. They're great players, but they're not speedsters. Yeah. Well, whoever wins this match, I can't see going any further. So is it time to tank for draft picks? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit rough. I mean, uh, GWS don't need to. They just they got academy picks. They're laughing. Um, but if you're saying whoever wins this doesn't go any further, that puts Tigers in the grand final. And it does. Yep. So just need a big, brutal run for the other teams on the other side of the bracket. And uh, yeah, I think there's going to Bradbury at the Tigers. Well, I'm going to say if they don't, there's a chance that West Coast make the grand final from eighth. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. I'd, honestly, I, I think the Tigers, are, the grand final is eminently gettable, which uh, should make the hype train <laughs> even bigger. I do like. You know, there's been talks. You know, oh, we've got to keep the lid on it. You know, 
once we made it finished third on the ladder now they want a prelim like fuck it nobody yep. can it's not worth trying <laughs> well, don't bother well they're sitting <laughs> fucking enjoy it they're sitting second in terms of odds Adelaide well, being first they want, five. They want a qualifying final Richmond at 325 yeah man, 325 yeah. what a city 450 wow that's really? good value that's wow. what I mean Sydney are the value bet yep, uh, West Coast 23 yeah what, what's, uh, what's Hawthorne uh, 501 <laughs> 500 oh that's value value I tell you um, yeah the funny thing is they've actually got uh, 2018 up there as well of course they do yeah. <laughs> you think a betting company's going to miss an opportunity book's open early if yep. somebody wants to put a dollar on it they'll put a price up there what's North Melbourne at Hawthorne's at 21 <laughs> oh North Melbourne's <laughs> right at the bottom 81 to 1 equal with Gold Coast 81 it's good not, value not en- no it's not that's not <laughs> enough that's not, it's not enough honestly I was expecting 100 plus yeah uh, anyway all right, um, I think that'll do us for finals week one. Yep. Um, it was good to be finals. It's hard not having eight games or nine games to watch. But, yeah, uh, there was plenty I, enough action I, to I, be able to, yeah. I did watch two games of VFL on the weekend. So. All right. <laughs> All right, we'll catch you next it's week. Give me a good one. Mate, see ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 